0: Nobody going to love me better. I must stick with you forever. You know Ooh. how to appreciate me. I must stick with you, my baby. Nobody Ooh, give, me give me some Usher. Give me some Usher. I don't want you. Because you know, got going to let it go. Because the party ain't jumping. I get used to. I don't know these words. <laughs> let it burn. <laughs> What's up, y'all? and Welcome to today's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so excited that you guys are here and that you have found us today. John Blevins is my co-host today. Um, I have a question for him about one of the most popular Catholic saints and a very popular Catholic story about that Catholic saint. I said the word Catholic a lot. Welcome to Forte Catholic. Uh, I just It's just a story that I've always had questions about, and I finally am ready to voice them. We also talk about... Um, the four P's that are very important to us. Somebody asked if it was pee pee poo poo. And it is not. I can promise you that those are not the four P's. It's a very good conversation about uh, business and uh, leadership and faith. So why would you be so derogatory like that person that said that? Uh, and then finally, Uh, We talk about a fifth P, which is parish and parish life and uh, the life of a lay person at a parish and um, what happens when things at the parish start going well. We've talked so often about things not going well at parishes, but um, dealing with a parish that is going well and your role in that, so we talk about that today. We hope that you enjoyed. If you do, please hit subscribe wherever you're watching or listening. Enjoy. So, welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Jonathan, bearded. Lene Blevins less bearded than the last time I saw him, and uh, less hair since the last time I saw him. It's it's coming out quick, buddy. How are you?
1: Yeah, it is. My my, I'm good. My barber keeps telling me it's not time yet, and I trust him because he shaved his head. So we're close.
0: Uh, You should not trust your barber. I want you to think about why you should not trust your barber. Why does your barber want you to? What is in it for him? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but my barber, well,
1: I'm going to have to. He knows I'm not going to shave my own head because I don't trim my own beard. So he's still going to get paid no matter what.
0: No, that's not how it works, John. In in fact, he may get
1: paid more because I'm going to have to go to him like weekly to shave the
0: head. I cannot, sh- no, John. That's not how any of this works. You what does that mean? S- you can still go and get your beard trimmed professionally because that is much more difficult to do. Shaving your head is quite easily the l- easy, uh, quite easily the easiest thing to do in the entire world. I've got one, and I've and I have told everybody that is going through this, t- uh, that is transitioning as you are uh, from haired to bald. There's just a simple little thing. You do it in your bathroom or uh, like out on the back porch. It's it's so easy. You do it every yeah, day. You
1: I think we've talked about this before. You know how much I love my barber, how much I love to support him financially. I drive 45 minutes each way to go see him. So, I'll probably find a way to keep helping him out if I can.
0: I mean, there's this thing called friendship, John, where you don't need hair to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those Do you have I don't have a lot of relationships like this. I don't know if you do or
1: not. He's the it's the only one. I don't want to be friends. I, I like what we I like hanging out every other month and like catching up and doing our thing. And that's never more than that. There's no expectations. It's great. We we go through the same gamut. How's your family? Good. How are your kids? Good. How's work? Good. And what sport, how are the lions and the bears doing? And then what shows are you watching? It's
0: awesome. John, you just perfectly described your relationship with me. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> yes. No, we, we text more than I text my no, barber. No, we don't. For sure. For sure. No, we don't. <laughs> That's untrue. I've only ever texted my barber like what time I'll see him. I think we were friends until you went full-time streaming. And now I'm your barber. Except uh, you don't pay me money. You pay me in your time by giving me an hour to an hour and a half a month. Uh, You don't have to drive 45 minutes. Uh, We're a little farther away. I think every single word that you said about your barber, you could say about me. All right, you're my online barber. I it, love that. It's so sad. Yeah, the, the barber tried to tell you to shave your head because it's so much better.
1: <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this in case you use the video, but I don't think that I'm quite there. This is for anyone on YouTube watching. Like, I could still – it still looks nice right here from the front. I don't have a huge spot, John. Is for the for,
0: for the audio listeners, John is proving to everyone that he is that half of his head has hair on it.
1: <laughs> the back. Yeah, not, half. If it was a spot, if there was a spot where none was there, I'd be zoom. Like I'm not hanging on to anything. I don't care about my hair. I wear a hat all the time. Yeah, me too.
0: Somebody commented on uh, YouTube and they said, "Stop to me." They said, "Stop wearing a hat. We want to see your five head." And I said, "I don't want you to see my five head. That's why I'm wearing a hat." <laughs> I mean, and listen hats are a cool thing now they're cooler than they've ever been i don't think i i haven't noticed a difference in coolness of hats because i've had one on my head every single day since i was in like fourth grade oh that's
1: amazing you're you're an og
0: i am i really really am um okay so uh, enough about your your lack of hair and uh i think be careful
1: what happened what happened to alicia in scripture when people made fun of him for being bald
0: I'm one of them. 77
1: she bears, bro. Was
0: it 77?
1: <laughs> how many was it? 32. <laughs> was it
0: really? Yes.
1: <laughs> Hold on. I, notice how I didn't use my my keyboard, so you don't yell at me. How many she bears? Elisha.
0: It's also Elisha.
1: Is it Elisha? I thought it was Elijah and Elisha. Uh,
0: that's what people say to make it easier to uh like uh, differentiate between the two of them. But definitely, why would why would it be that different? Like, like that'd be like you know you being John and Juanes all at the same time.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, it was two. Now, okay, so we're both way off. It was two she
0: bears. No, it was not. Oh, yeah, it two was the, she bears and a lot of children, children. Forty-two children. Yeah, see, forty-two I th- children. I thought the children were animals. I was counting them. In
1: that that's number. how you know that's an exaggerated Bible story. No shot that that two bears could kill forty-four kids. You, oh. you, you got You could run faster than that. You, by the time it's eating one, the rest could get away for sure.
0: Oh, okay. I, I get what you're saying now. So I, my biggest issue with that is also, uh, ironically enough, a story with Elijah. Okay. Okay, the other one, not Elisha, yeah. Elisha, right? Elisha's a, a friend of mine who's a lady that's getting married, soon, not the biblical character. <laughs> so, Elijah, you know, the famous story of like where uh, he's calling down fire upon the thing to prove that yeah. our God is the real God and that their God is fake or whatever? That story used to be like one of my favorite stories for. Like, because I was like, oh, that's so cool. We're proving that God's real and all this kind of stuff, right? And then I, I kept reading the story over and over again and kept reading, like, the next couple of chapters. Um, two things about that story. One, uh, that story and how Elijah acts in that story is the reason that God fires him from being his prophet and the reason we get Elisha, Elisha, right? <laughs> like, 100, Elisha. 100%. That story goes into the Elijah's in the mountain, and it's like... You know, God comes by. Did you hear him in the big wind? Did you hear him in this? Did you? Hear... It's like no, you heard him in the still small voice. So essentially, it's God saying, "Stop going to battle to prove I'm, <laughs> I real stop stop testing me." Right? Like I'm in the yeah. still small voice. But and the in between those two stories, it would have been cool, I guess, to call down God's power and and change everybody there's mind. It's all these pagan worshipers and stuff. It would have been great if he converted them. But John, do you remember what he did? To, to all of those uh, pagan worshippers after the, after they, he proved without a shadow of a doubt that his god is real? Slaughtered them! He slit every single one of their throats. <laughs> and here's what's crazy to me. I don't know the exact number, and uh, I'm not going to f- say anything confidently because I thought I knew the exact number of she bears, and I was clearly wrong. More than one, <laughs> less than a million. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, I think it was in the hundreds of these false prophets that... He's slaughtering them, like, one by one. He didn't come with an army. He Like, it specifically says that he's by himself, and they have all their people there. So they just, like, concede defeat and line up, and they're like, (laughs) okay, we'll let you slit our throat in the river. Like, that's the story that drives me craziest about, like, oh, yeah, like, why didn't they just run away? (laughs) (laughs) Just leave. Children and... False prophesiers. Yeah. Well, speaking of ridiculous things, you did something incredibly ridiculous last week. Um, you, uh, you, um, you know, not only are we no longer friends, I'm just your your uh, internet barber that gets to talk to you once a month, but you canceled our once a month meeting because you did something insane. Explain this insane
1: now, thing. Now, hold you on. Did. Let's let's make sure we're very clear with everyone in the the Forte Catholic community. You canceled because you were sick the week before. Mm -mm. I couldn't reschedule until today. I have the text right in front of me.
0: I know, but last I can't record today. Can you record next week? Sorry, I can't. Jonathan, we were supposed to record last week. We were scheduled to record the week before because I went out of my way to do three recordings in a week because you couldn't be there on the week that you were supposed to. So I went out of my way. And what happened, John? I got sick. I think it's your fault that I got sick. I rescheduled and you got sick. I thought you got sick. No, no, incorrect. Anyway, that's not the point. What's the crazy thing you did last week?
1: <laughs> we did our first ever subathon, which is when you stay live on Twitch, uh, the more people donate or give bits or subscribe to your Twitch the longer your countdown timer goes before you can end the stream. Lots of streamers do this and they sleep. They literally will like leave the camera on. They'll sleep on stream. People can donate. I would have watched that one.
0: I would have watched that one. Hands down. Why like, watching you play Fortnite is incredibly entertaining. Watching you sleep would be the greatest thing I've ever no, seen it would be on horrible, Twitch. Dude, because
1: you would just be waiting for a random fart just so yeah, you could clip it and just exactly. roast it forever. That's why I wouldn't do it. So we have two business, I have two business partners and so we rotated and stuff and it went well, but we ended up being live for 120 hours, which is our, we capped it at that. So we made it the whole way. Um, and I had to, I mean, I streamed like 65% of that, maybe a little more, Maybe a little, maybe right around 65%, which is a long time, way too much time, and t- including two overnights. So, two 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. shifts, which no one should do. No one should do that, especially when you're, if you're above the age of 25, you should not stay up past one o'clock in the morning ever.
0: Yeah. You were like, you, you created this business, and then you were like, here's what I'm going to do as a businessman I'm going to treat myself. Like an over, like the overnight crew at the job that's like minimum wage employees, <laughs> and I'm gonna treat my staff, I, and by that I mean me, incredibly terribly. I'm gonna make them work terrible hours for only a little bit of extra money. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think what you did is utterly insane. <laughs> yeah, it was dumb,
1: and if we ever do it again, it'll only be because the community wants it, and it'll be a once a year min maximum maximum thing. But it was fun. It was cool. The community really came out and supported and and loved it. And uh, that's who we did it for. So we were live for 120 hours.
0: Here's how much I support you more than I support like your business. Every time I logged on to the subathon, if I saw your face, I'd watch for a little while. If I saw one of the other guy's faces, immediate log off. If John's not there <laughs> on the BWL stream, I, neither am I. Didn't you give five subs? D- did I? I think I did. I
1: I think you did. I, I was like, did. "Taylor, you realize you could just stay subbed and you literally just gave a, a, a half a year of subs
0: on your own and you did it was very cool. It's very generous." Yeah, that's not fun for me. What's fun for me <laughs> is telling you that I've never subbed to your channel and forcing other viewers to give you money. Like that's you, the- still, you supported and you bought like 25 minutes of stream time. So thank you. You you're welcome. I so what you're saying is I think this whole thing was stupid and it was partially my fault. 25 minutes of the 120 <laughs> hours was my yep, fault. Yeah, that was you.
1: I, you know, one of the things that happened that I learned, my friend, is that um, this is something I had no idea was a thing because I have not stayed up. I, I, I honestly maybe have stayed up all night twice in my whole life. I don't know if you've done that, like when when you were in high school or college, like.
0: Oh yeah, I was a good youth minister, so I I cared about my kids. We did overnighters a couple of times. A year. Oh, yeah. we
1: did overnights too. I just had core team, and I'd go to bed at like three o'clock in the morning, or even if I went if stayed up till four, like I wasn't staying up till six. When if the, I never saw the sun, maybe once or twice in my whole life.
0: Oh yeah, like ev- um, every day the first year of COVID, I was going to bed at six o'clock in the morning.
1: Are you serious?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, that's not healthy.
1: Oh, I am aware. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe well maybe you experience what I'm about to say. I legitimately started feeling a little drunk, like at four o'clock in the morning. Like I still was slurring my words. Like I, I think the first night I had one or two beers total the whole night and eight hours. So I was. The second time, I had a couple bourbons, so maybe that had something to do with it. But that first night, I had like one or two beers.
0: (laughs) I was feeling a little drunk. I had a lot of alcohol.
1: I don't know. if I I had like (laughs) trust me, you you and I have had some alcohol together. Like I I did not. We
0: we have, and what I've learned about you is that you're much less of a lightweight than you think you are. Well, here's the thing: I had two bourbons,
1: and they were a little bit full bourbons. But that was, and then three hours later, I feel like I was slurring my words, and I don't really remember parts of the morning. Like it was it was tough for me to stay awake. I started thinking I like I was playing a ghost game on stream and it was scaring me a little bit. I started thinking I was seeing ghosts like it's not smart, bro. I don't think I should stay up past 1 a.m.
0: Oh, yeah. There are so many directions that I want to go. Like my favorite stream that you did is about a month ago. Uh, and let's just say you had uh, about two bourbons, uh, uh, about. Oh,
1: those were full, full, full glasses.
0: Though. Uh, uh, two, you know, two, two she bears, 30 she bears, two bourbons, 30 bourbons. Who's to 70, say? Yeah, who's, 44. Yeah. Who's among us is to say um, that was my favorite stream ever because I remember all of it. And I don't think you do, um, but there is a correlation. I, I, I wonder if I could pull up the, the thing. There is a correlation to sleep deprivation to like the same equivalent of like, Blood alcohol content. So, like, what you're saying totally makes sense. Like, if you are sleep deprived by like four or five, six hours, it's like you're a little tipsy, and then it goes further, really? further, further. Yeah, hundred percent. Interesting. So, yeah, totally. Well, I don't sense. like it,
1: so I will not be doing the overnight shift. We'll make the other people do that next time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Treat your other employees <laughs> like, the, like the terrible employees. Exactly. <laughs> so I didn't understand this, right? I didn't understand what it was going into it. I I, I learned pretty quickly. Like, oh, this is like. Because when I heard subathon, like I was thinking like a jamboree, like a big event, right? Like a, like more like a, the internet equivalent of like a gala or a celebration or whatever, right? Um, I didn't realize it was like subathon, like marathon, you know, like where you just like keep going and keep sure. going. And so I was real confused whenever you know we were trying to originally schedule to to record last week. I was like, buddy, like you don't have. An hour and a half in your week, because like a t- your typical week, you have Wednesdays pretty much blocked out, and I can just essentially tell you my Wednesday, and you're like, yeah, like it's been really, really pretty easy to do. And I was like, this is straight, like you don't have an hour and a half in your week, and, and you're like, oh, we'll be streaming a lot, and we'll I'll be tired. I'm like, you're always streaming a lot, and you're always tired, but I didn't realize that it was the. 120 hours in a row. So it was just this, like I was so confused by it and a little frustrated. I kind of felt like your internet barber a little bit. But so now that I have a little bit more understanding, I could share that yeah. understanding with you.
1: Yeah. And I had one podcast that I couldn't reschedule that I had to go on which but I couldn't use my stuff. I couldn't use this. So like I'm sitting here, I used my Mac. I plopped it up on like a Folgers can. I don't even use Folgers coffee. I don't even know where I got this can. And I used my old webcam and I had my AirPods. And I was like, hope hope this is okay but my whole setup that i normally use is right here being used it's pretty crazy
0: yeah and everyone listening uh, that's been listening for a while knows that i would rather have no one than have one of my co-hosts with that setup
1: (laughs) yeah i'm i'm excited actually to listen to this podcast and see like how i like how what the difference is between when i'm on here or when i'm on there because it's a whole different system
0: oh well uh what if i sound better on his no, you will not. I promise you. One, <laughs> You know him. You've, you've been on his podcast before. It was Mike Tenney. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. One, because uh, my uh, your setup is way better than just you having a Mac. Like, you've spent thousands of dollars on that setup. It should sound and look better. Secondly, I love Mike, but no one can touch my editing skills. I can make <laughs> crappy audio sound good. So, the fact that, like, I can make decent audio sound great, I, I like, no one can touch my skills, Jonathan. That's I like your confidence. I think we need more of that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, okay, so the the subathon that I was very confused about, um, but it, it got me thinking. You know, we've been kind of joking about how you're. Um, you know, you're. I tend to think of you as a pretty decent businessman. You know, you started this business. You've been surviving. Like you're not defunct yet, which is incredibly impressive because we you all know, had, one year. We all had a running bet that it would be defunct pretty quickly, and you're, here you are. You know, um, so typically i think you're a good businessman last week i think you screwed everybody i I think i think it was it was a terrible managerial decision mostly because it affected me uh but i saw this thing on linkedin the other day the old business platform yeah uh you know what linkedin is john it's funny
1: you ask. I logged in today because I had a phone call with someone, and they added me immediately. They got an email, and I clicked, and I had a bunch of unread notifications and, like, 12 direct messages. It was very interesting.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, on every platform, like F- Facebook, LinkedIn, you've been working at, like, a parish for the last 14 years just because you haven't logged in and said that you no longer work at that parish. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and now but now they're all like that's all video game messages and streaming stuff and the media stuff and I'm like, "What? I I, I didn't realize I should be checking LinkedIn." So it's a thing. Oh, you
0: shouldn't. It's very stupid. Um, but <laughs> I I check it you know every now and then and I saw this thing. And it said, "Which of these 4 Ps do you value the most?" And it's just like, you know, in a business context on What was that? Did you hear that? No. Is there someone in my house? Hello? Go get him. Oh. I think it was my Roomba, but if I get murdered, <laughs> it was good knowing you,
1: buddy. <laughs> Dude, this would be a really, really cool movie idea. <laughs> People recording a podcast, and then gets murdered through it, and the entire thing is just me investigating through the through the Zoom call.
0: Yeah, and then you immediately go live and share it with your... <laughs> Mo- Dude,
1: did you hear? There's a movie out there, apparently, where a guy live streams himself as an Uber driver and then starts killing people.
0: I did not see that. No. It's like the guy from Stranger Things. Anyway, I digress. Uh, okay. Good digression. Okay. Thank um, you. Which of these four P's do you value the most? Patience? Prosperity. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. That was my Joel Olstein. No, please don't throw out random P words. Patience. Persistence. Practice. And paying attention. It's like focus. Patience persistence practice and paying attention so if you had to rank those john in like in like you as a businessman you as a leader which of those do you value more like not necessarily which one's the ones you think you're best at but like if you were going to value these these things are the things that you value what would be one two three and four
1: between patience persistence paying attention and practice yes number one Um, number one, paying attention. What was that? Number two. What's that? What? You want me to say why? No. What, what, what'd you say? Paying attention. Number one. Which one is your number one? Paying attention. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> that took me, th- I, and, and now I feel like, like you're making a paying attention joke. And then I wasn't paying attention to your joke. Cause I was like, you don't get what's happening here. So, great. That was funny. So paying attention. I'll tell. Maybe if you want to break it down on why, that's fine in a second. So I'd say paying attention, practice, patience, persistence. Really, that's
0: fascinating. Okay, so uh, w- persistence is annoying.
1: People who are persistent
0: are annoying. <laughs> you keep setting yourself up for terrible things today. Like you started by. I'm ready for it. The the whole the whole Barber thing and how you 100% to a T ex- described our relationship for the last year, <laughs> uh, this setup. So uh, persistent people are annoying, huh? Yeah. My, that's my number one. That is the thing that I care about most is like one of the things that I value the most is persistence. And I'm just going to constantly keep working hard and being persistent. That's my number well, one th- th- thing. Th- that's that's <laughs>
1: that's there. That, that's one way to look at the word persistence. And that's different than, than being, than the I, when I hear the word persistent, I think of somebody who won't leave me alone. Me? Like, Hey, can you schedule no, this? Can you different. record this
0: Wednesday? Can you record that's this different. Wednesday? That's different.
1: <laughs> we, we, we have like an agreement that we, that we do. If I said no to you five times, five months in a row in the sixth month, you're like, bro, will you please join the podcast? Like how many times do I have to say no? You know, like it, it, it's a persistence in that way. Like, it's just annoying. Like, I feel like, I, I very much have lived my, like, I've never, I don't bother people, dude. If they, if they don't want to stream, like if I reach out to someone, and they say no thanks or whatever, they don't respond. I never message them again to be like, are you, did you see my message? Just following up, just circling back. Like I'm not ever doing
0: that. Meanwhile, I've persistently asked to stream with you and you've persistently said no. So I quit asking. You have <laughs>
1: not, you have not. Uh, but, but yeah, so I, that, but so looking at it differently, being persistent in like, you know, I'm persistent in that I stream every day and I'm going to like, that's different. I think than. The way I looked at the
0: way I heard it at well, first. What's funny is um, even your description of persistence uh, <laughs> goes back to literally how this show started, John. Not this episode, this show, like as in like six, seven years ago. Uh, I went to our local Catholic radio station. So for the people that don't know, this podcast started. Uh, as a uh, simulcast as a as a um, Catholic radio show, live radio show every Tuesday night, and that's what the podcast was. You know how I got that radio show, John? Once uh, am a month, I asking every month. <laughs> once a month for twelve months, I asked if I could have a show. My entire career is based on what you say you hate. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. It works for some people.
1: Uh, it's always it's 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 it's, it's, you hear about it in evangelization all the time invite 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 and uh, after a year of inviting someone says yes it was worth it it's i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying it's fourth
0: of my four uh jesus the parable of the persistent widow you hate that jesus guy huh don't like what he a big fan of big fan (laughs) of jesus (laughs) okay anyway that was that's my number one what what was your number one yours was Uh, paying paying attention. attention okay so why why is paying attention focus the number one of your four um,
1: I feel like it, paying attention to like so paying being being aware of what's happening in the world is important for for business. We're talking about for business, right? So the church is so bad at paying attention. Um, you know we're we're a hundred years. No, nah, that's probably too much. We're we're twenty years behind most most Protestant churches in, in the way we're using media, uh, and any kind of you know podcasting. Like we're always how many Christian podcasts were there before, or how many how many sermons were posted as a podcast way before homilies. Like like how many years? So many. Um, we're not paying attention to trends, right? Uh, I was talking about a friend of mine who owns Hot Charlie's. not sure if you know Charlie or not. You should have him on the show one time. He's great. He, uh, he was like, we're closer to 2050 than we are 1950. And I was like,
0: I didn't even realize that. That's a well, great quote. It's even crazier than that. We're closer to 2050 than we are to when we were born. <laughs> okay, that now I feel
1: old. <laughs> See, you're good at that quick math um but so so for me paying attention to like what is the trend like if you're if you're in new media and you're not on tiktok you're not paying attention um if you're not
0: on youtube shorts who just updated the new thing you're not paying attention and so they haven't updated it yet they all they did was tease us they said they're going to update it sometime in 2023 and i'm incredibly frustrated dude do it now i i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure at
1: the very least right now that youtube shorts count for watch time they do not
0: and okay. they never well, will and they never it's, will
1: i've gotten six thousand youtube subs in the last month which is something's going on which is crazy yeah um and like but pay, pay attention like you if, you're, if i wasn't paying attention i wouldn't be on youtube shorts and so and it goes for so many other businesses you gotta pay attention to the trends what's happening in the world and then constantly reevaluate am i doing the things that need to be done in order to you know stay relevant i hate using that word i don't, I don't mean the word relevant like as a person i mean as a business you, uh, what you mean is that
0: you want to stay relevant, like a youth minister who doesn't have any hair anymore. No, so you just wear not, like, hat. That. That's, no, that's, not like that. That's 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 the kind of relevant you're saying. Okay, opposite of that. I want to I want to wrap us up here. So he, my four my four is persistence, practice, because like that's how like practice is really important to me. It's like the, the whole ten thousand hours Malcolm Gladwell thing. Like we talked earlier, like the reason I'm good at audio editing is because I have spent my I like the whole ten thousand hour things. I edit for about ten thousand hours. I, I, I did the math recently. I've done 10,000 hours every year, a couple of years. of. So let's do some quick math. 52 times 40 every five years. And I've been editing for 15. I've done my 10,000 hours about three times, right? So yeah. um, practice. That's the reason I'm good. I wasn't good when I started it, with anything, with with speaking, with um, – Uh, video games with sports with whatever like we get better from practice so for me it's persistence practice then paying attention and then patience which like like patience just isn't something that i value right um so give me your four again uh i I, let me see i hope i get it in the same order paying (laughs) attention i think i said
1: paying attention yep um i think i said practice
0: Patience and persistence. Yeah, because you definitely had persistence at last. So here's what was interesting. This was a, this was a poll of everybody on on uh, LinkedIn, and there were a few hundred votes, okay, um, whenever I saw this. Number one, with 38% of the, of the answers, was persistence. I was like, okay, cool. Um, number two, so that, that one didn't surprise me because it was high up for me, right? Yep. Um, <clears throat> number two was Patience which is my number 4. That had 36% of the vote. So 38% versus 36, which I thought was fascinating because I just don't value patience at all and it's the second close it was like 1b to the 1a answer, right? Um yeah. third place with 20% was paying attention, focus, and then practice, no one cares. 6%. <laughs> wow. I just thought it was kind of, I just thought it was kind of fascinating. So neither of ours matched the the list on 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 LinkedIn so like one I think it's just a a um I'm gonna keep my p's going picking just kind of picking where we where we place our value I was trying to think of a p word for value and I couldn't do it um but like you know I'm doing relatively okay you're doing relatively okay and we value these things differently and we value them different than the community I just thought it was kind of a fascinating exercise it is. I, how much? I wonder how much of it matters. Like you, you might hate
1: patience or feel like you're not a patient person, but you wouldn't be where you are. You wouldn't be able to do what you're doing right now. Ten years ago, so you maybe were impatient for those ten years, but you are where you are today because of all the work you put in over the last ten years, which is some sort of patience. You
0: know what I mean? I, uh, it, I feel like I, I think where where I think I lack the patience. I talked about this on the show a couple of weeks ago to kind of call back to that. Is that like it is so hard for me to be thankful? For like looking back ten years ago, from where I was to then to where I am today, because I think I should be thirty percent further, forty percent further, fifty percent further. So for me, it's like it's the persistence thing. It's like it's uh, it's it, that's an interesting connection that I didn't even think about. That like the patience isn't important to me because i value the persistence so much more probably to an unhealthy level where i'm just like let's go get the next thing let's go get the next goal let's go get the next goal instead of like looking back at the 10 years and being like oh i had zero subscribers 10 years ago you know (laughs) yeah that's why that's that's an interesting thing is just how we look at it because
1: i've i feel like i'm always just like god is in control my business is going to succeed because he's in control of it and so at some point it's going to be successful and so i'm not going to worry about it if it doesn't seem like it's where i want
0: it to be yet because eventually it will be Sure, okay. Well, we have talked for quite some time. We're gonna take a break. Good, we'll come back and do a, a pretty quick segment, but I think you'll enjoy it. Don't go anywhere. We're going to Rome and we want you to come with us. It would be great. We're going to Rome next summer, June 19th through 29th. That's 11 days myself, Father Anthony, Liv Harrison, and you. We are putting together this group. We just started talking about it a few weeks ago. We're going to Rome, the Vatican, Tuscany, Assisi, Florence. Uh, It's gonna be a great mix of like the sightseeing stuff at the Vatican. We're gonna see the Pope, and then um, in the second half, it's gonna be a little bit slowing down, enjoying the beauty of italia and having a retreat there with all of our programs together we hope that you will join us you can find out more at fortecatholic.com slash travel that's fortecatholic.com slash travel to check out more info about the trip to sign up do it now fortecatholic.com slash travel welcome back to fortecatholic i am taylor stroll and that is jonathan bearded Lene blevins and i'm his hairdresser so uh i had a thought <laughs> the other day um kind of connected to to last week's show we talked uh last week with father joseph anthony crest just about people kind of doing a little too much just like just being a little extra just like just kind of stay in your lane keep it simple like you know like try to expand your boundaries when you're like by yourself when you're practicing going back to to the last um to the last segment but like when it's time to perform when the lights come on just kind of stick with stick stick to your game right okay yeah here's I have a question about someone, someone and and it's something that we have held up in Catholicism for many, many years. The person I believe should be held up. They're one of my favorite saints, Saint Francis of Assisi. I love St. Francis of Assisi. Yeah. But the story that I think I've never really questioned or thought about. Be a, careful, Taylor. It's my I, it's my patron. I'm listening. I, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. It, nothing that's not going to stop me i this could be about your son and i wouldn't stop you know I, I, this this is bothering me enough that i have to get it off my chest um yep. so saint francis of assisi you know famously great saint reformer of the church you know just an awesome guy my question is one of the most famous stories about saint francis is that he was? Um, he came from a lot of money, and his dad wanted him to kind of be the next man of the house and kind of take over the family and the you know the family finances and all, all that kind of stuff. And Francis so did not want to be a part of that. He wanted to go live a life for God and get rid of the the connection to um, you know the earthly things. Cool. How he decided to prove that was he threw all of his clothes out of a window. And then proceeded to go out into like the town naked and proclaim uh, getting rid of you know not you didn't want to be part of his father's house and he's going to leave So I think he's doing a little bit too much. Why couldn't he have simply just told his dad no thank you and left without qualm Why do he have to get naked in front of all of the entire town? Jonathan <laughs> <laughs> Well there's
1: I don't know which way which direction we're taking this my friend, but it could be a roller coaster. Um, So I'll start by saying this. I think one of the coolest things about Jesus and the way conversions happen is that people usually go from one extreme to another extreme, at least when we're talking about saints, especially from a long time ago. Maybe not now. We're not like, you know, even now, you and I, I think I heard a segment that you did recently about Shia LaBeouf and you had said something like, you know, look at it, how he has, he had this great conversion, but like he seems to have gone almost like a complete 180 where, you know, hardcore rad traddy um from from like not being Catholic at all. And but that and that but that used to be a thing that like just seemed to happen back in the day, right? It's happened to St. Paul, um, who was, you know, breathing murderous threats and all of a sudden. Sure, like, I becomes, mean, murdering you know, Christians, evangelist. you should stop doing that. Where you know, for sure. But then he went from that. <laughs> he went from that to like the greatest evangelist ever. I mean, it's it's right. that's a massive that's like a complete 180. And Francis, like I feel like People sometimes underestimate how rich Pope, like I almost said Pope Francis, <laughs> how rich Saint Francis of Assisi was. Like, dude was wealthy, 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 and his way of saying like I don't care about this anymore" was to give away even the, the crazy amount of rich clothes that he had, and then ran around naked. Now, I, I mean, it's what it's not that different than some an alcoholic, you know, publicly pouring their alcohol down the drain on TikTok and saying I'm done with this life as like a way of It is of saying, different,
0: because they're clothed, because that wouldn't be allowed on TikTok. <laughs> what if I told you, Taylor, that the only reason you care about
1: that is because it's 2022, and nakedness is a lot different now than it was in the 1100s?
0: I still think that there was sexual morality, and that he shouldn't have been walking around flaunting his <laughs> stuff, St. Francis. I, I, I don't disagree with you, but I feel like... I,
1: I, I don't know. I'm not a historian by any means, but I feel like you know, I think of my kids, my seven year old, uh, Caleb, my oldest, he has he has never seen anyone naked except for, you know, his family. Like, that's it. Like his immediate family. Um, but I feel like most seven year olds, in the 1100s couldn't say that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel you know what I mean? I
0: feel like seeing someone naked down the street <laughs> probably wasn't that weird with, like in the 1100s. Here's my issue, John. St. Francis wasn't seven when he left. This would be the difference at your house. If I come to your house again for you know, a March Madness party or whatever, if your seven-year-old is, like, starts running around naked in the backyard, we'd all just kind of laugh, right? Okay, whatever. If you started running around naked, yeah, be yeah, be a yeah, whole but
1: different story. Hear, but hear me <laughs> out. We, we, I agree with you 100%, but I wasn't saying St. Francis being seven. I was saying the people who would have been seeing him, who would have been traumatized, I feel like we're used to seeing that back then. Right? Was it? Were clothes like not covering as much back then? No, <laughs> that's not how that works. Like, I'm pretty sure, like when I, people I, bent over to grab like a vegetable, that like people saw a butt. No, I don't know. I'm not a historian.
0: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a historian. My, but we look at we things. look
1: at like ancient
0: art. Like all they're all naked, and now we call it porn. That doesn't mean everyone was walking around naked all the time. Here, <laughs> just imagine, John. Imagine. You're out in the courtyard. You're just some random fellow, you know, doing whatever the equivalent of video game streaming was back then. What do you think the 11th century f- version of that was? Saint Francis. <laughs>
1: no, just walking not- around naked talking to people. Not at all.
0: <laughs> not at all. I was thinking like clown or something, you know, you're the you're the the um, the village jester. Uh, you and I, we're village jesters together, right? <laughs> Can you imagine this? Can you picture this? We're the village jesters. I'm, pick- I'm trying to. I'm not a historian. We're fully clothed. Okay. So we're just sitting out there. And all of a sudden, this rich guy, who we know of, is just running around town naked in broad daylight, right? And then, picture, a year later, this young man comes back. He's wearing a frock. He's a he's a brother of the Lord. And he starts preaching. And then I just look at you and be like, remember a year ago when he was <laughs> naked? Right there? Like, it's so awkward. Keep your clothes on. Like, do your grand gesture, man. Like, leave the inheritance. That's the big deal. And like, okay, you don't want to bring your fancy clothes. Like, you don't have some, like, simple whitey-tidies that you could have worn outside that weren't, like, a $1,000? Like, chill (laughs) out, man.
1: Couldn't put the potato sack
0: on? Right, for real. Like, (laughs) modesty. You're giving up wealth and lacking modesty. It's an overcorrection, St. Francis. That's your no, patron. Want... How do you feel that that's your patron? Just an immodest saint.
1: So I don't. I don't want to get Catholic canceled. I don't care. I. I don't believe seventy percent of the stories about most of the saints. It's probably probably good. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Like you, you, know how often... el- you know who else could have said? I'm not a historian. Catholic historians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm serious. I
1: there like when you look up the story of Saint Francis running naked, like it, it even so you you can look up him preaching to animals, right? And you'll see a couple of of accounts that are like it's claimed that he preached to some animals, right? It was just like did he? And then there's other accounts like, it, but it's even crazier with the naked thing. It's like there are stories where he ran through the town naked. Did he? I don't know. Maybe they thought he was naked because he used to wear so many awesome rich clothes, and then he just had a potato sack
0: on. I I would just like to say here. Um, that if you're gonna have a conversion of heart, big one, little one, just please keep your clothes on. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> we are supposed to be like Christ, and the saints are some of the best people who were like Christ. But it doesn't mean that what they did and everything that they did were perfect. Christ kept his clothes on, you should too. End of end of end of conversation. What about the cross? Well, he was forced to. That's a different <laughs> thing. Okay, too soon? <laughs> yep. Uh no further comments. Okay. Um you wanna you wanna try to get canceled again? I have another uh cancelable thing. Oh gosh, sure. Okay. Um there was a change in the mass. So there was the big change in the mass about 10 years ago, where like the verbiage changed. We're trying to go back to some of the older verbiage and you know, kind of some yep. better, better Latin uh, better English translations from Latin because they were done so quickly after Vatican II, right? Okay, yeah. Um, that was the last big change in like the Novus Ordo Mass in the last ten years. There was another minor change in the last mm-hmm. I would uh, maybe three to five. Again, I'm not a historian, but do you remember what this minor change was, John? Oh, there's a little bit more than that because I, I was like, I was a music director, so maybe it was like seven years ago. Do, do, there's a certain word that we used to say at mass that we can no longer say. Do you know what it is? That we can no longer say. Yes. Uh, choose care- Yahweh There you go I was going to say Choose carefully Don't just throw out Do you know what It's funny I, I, om- I, almost,
1: I thought you were Going down the hole And with your spirit thing
0: Nope Iconto spiritus So um, Yahweh Right So we used to be yep. Able to say Yahweh In in the liturgy And then essentially um Our you know Jewish predecessors our Jewish brothers and sisters believe ha- you know believed all of our you know all of our heroes from the old testament believed that the that that name was so holy that it could not be said so actually yep. like Yahweh was actually four consonants so like we are saying it by inserting some vowels into into the yeah. into the thing So if you've seen that, there, there was a popular video When we were in college You know it, Essentially Yahweh Was just four letters Yod Hey Va Hey So it's four letters But it's consonants It would it would be like Me trying to ask you To like Pronounce K F G H It's like you, you can't Like you could try Like you know Give your yeah. best attempt By putting some vowel sounds In there But you can't Like that's just You can't hit Four consonants in a row so out of respect to our Jewish brothers and sisters, the church decided we are no longer going to say the word Yahweh. And it would be yep. in prayers and stuff. It's not, it's one of those things, like, you know how, like, in like during Lent, we can't say Alleluia in mass, right? right? But then yeah. people will try to yell at you in Kroger because you said, hallelujah, they have yogurt. And they're like, you can't say that. I'm like, I can say whatever I want. Yep, it's a liturgy a rule. It's not like I'm not in mass, right? Um, but so same kind of thing. We can say Yahweh. Good. But um we can't say it in mass so like the old song that a, a lot of people probably grew up listening Yahweh I know you are near what are the next words I don't know standing always at my side you know oh, what do they replace it with uh oh Lord I know uh, you sure are near. okay yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. you know this song probably written in the 60s 70s 80s something like that and they had to, they had to change it not a, not a huge deal um uh, but that was like the most emblematic thing because it was a popular song in the parishes where I grew up um, but we can no longer say say that word. Okay. Any thoughts thus yeah. far? Uh, nope. I, other. My only thought is that I have only ever said
1: Yahweh while typing out my academic papers in grad school.
0: Yeah, not a not a very popular word. But there yeah. is a very popular word that we say every single mass. We can't say Yahweh, but we can say Alleluia. And since you have your grad school fancy Catholic degree, what does Alleluia mean, Jonathan? I only know the basic definition, which is praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, right? Allelu is praise. Yep. And then Yah is the first half of what word, Jonathan?
1: Yahweh, my friend. (laughs) Yahweh.
0: So we say Alleluia. We are saying praise Yahweh. So essentially, we're like, okay, our Jewish brothers and sisters, we won't say your very fancy word. We'll just shorten it and kind of trick you and pretend that we're not saying it, but actually, we all know we're actually saying it. I just thought it was such a silly, like, change. It's like, okay, change it. Like, if you want to be kind, but that would be like, Uh, It would be like something else that I don't really want to mention, but it's all about a (laughs) word that you can't say, and especially if you pronounce it a certain way. It's just like if we're going to be culturally sensitive or like even respectful to a group of people that the church holds in high esteem, our Jewish brothers and sisters, because that's where we came from, right? Um, It just seems very weird that we're just like, ooh, Catholic magic. We're not saying Yahweh anymore. We're just saying half of it. (laughs) It's it's funny to me that we say what's what
1: what's what does everyone replace it with in Lent? We're like not that close to Lent right now. We're like the farthest away uh, from it. I
0: praise think, to you, be. Lord Jesus Christ. Praise yeah. to you, Lord. Is Hallelujah.
1: Yeah. So it's it's it feels very similar, right? You can't say that, but you say praise, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. It's like, come on, guys. It's what so similar.
0: Like if, uh, if, Yeah,
1: if I feel like J.D. Flynn, though, would be a much more entertaining person to have this conversation with, because he probably has some super nerdy explanation for why it all is the way it is. Uh,
0: no, no one can explain this to me. It's the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever heard. And um, don't worry, John, I'm entertaining enough for the both of us. So. Oh, I'm not talking about entertaining. I'm talking about
1: <laughs> smart. You know, I, I have no idea why the rules are the way they are in liturgy. I just want the priest to follow them.
0: Our, our friend uh, T with <laughs> Tolkien, Caitlin Fachista. Uh, she tweeted last night a very funny tweet that said, um, I'm the smartest co-host on my podcast. She has a podcast. She's the only host. Which, <laughs> so it's kind of a joke, right? She's a, So yeah. I responded, me too. And I think I'm proving that right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know.
1: <laughs> we'll see. I'm tweeting this, uh, this segment to our friends.
0: Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, so f- final thoughts. Oh, that, just a final example. Let's, we've, you and I have both talked before about our, our health and our, you know, being a little bit larger and trying to be less large, right? So I think saying hallelujah would be like if every time that I talk to you, I would call you chubby. And that would not be a kind thing to say, right? So then I'm like, oh, John, you know, out of respect for our friendship, I'm no longer going to call you chubby. I'm just going to call you chub from now on. Because that's half of
1: the word Chubb. Can't say that word.
0: Can't say that word. I told you we were gonna get canceled. Canceled. But that's what that's that's essentially what we're doing at church. We can't say Yahweh, but we can say yeah. Exactly knowing what we mean by it. And I just think we you know, the church goes like patting themselves on the back, like, look at this kind gesture that we did, and it's almost worse than just leaving it alone. Yeah. I just here's the thing, I don't remember
1: ever say I've ever hearing the word Yahweh growing up at all. Well, that's because you didn't pay
0: attention slash focus enough in mass. Call back to our final segment. <laughs> All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back for our final segment of the day. <laughs> we talked last week with Father Joseph Anthony Cress about bad church music and people trying to do a little too much. Well, uh, if the music at your church isn't that great, we have something for you, especially if you're one of the people that have some say in the parish, whether you're the pastor, whether you're the musician, whether you're the pastoral associate, whether you're the janitor, whoever has say in your uh, liturgy music, uh, we've got some way to help you. Liturgy.com makes it easy to plan music and prepare the liturgy for your parish. You can prepare for mass more easily than ever before with features that you'll love like the ability to share save and print your outlines audio and sheet music previews expert song suggestions i remember when i was the music director at a parish there's just hundreds and hundreds of songs to pick from uh, so song suggestions from people who have thought about this for a while is always helpful and now it's even more affordable than ever with three new subscription options premium plus and a free basic option Join today by visiting liturgy.com just in time to prepare for the Advent and Christmas seasons. Check it out. Link in the description below. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is Jonathan Bearded-Blevin. So, John, uh, people who have been listening to the show for a while uh, know that I went through quite a journey at our parish here. It, got, it went from, like, okay, decent parish to... Um, no one wants to be here. It's kind of hell for about two and a half. Um, to now, in the last year, year and a half, it's been incredible. Like, the, the, the change in direction, the change in like, just how it feels to go to Mass, the community building. Like, everybody's just kind of into it now, and, it, and it's great, right? Very, very exciting. Um, but I had a moment a couple of weeks ago where there's now a, a new person, a couple of new people, moving to town. To now work at this parish because the parish is growing and thriving and doing well. Financially, things are going well, like ministerially. We need more help because there's more people. Nice. So we're hiring literally new positions. New positions are being created for new people coming in from out of town. Like people like yourself, like people who would have been in ministry for a long time and like kind of like, you know, big names, very respected in ministry are moving to town. And uh, similar to a conversation we had last week, I should, uh, two weeks ago, I should be thrilled about this, right? I should be thrilled. It's just like kind of the ne- the next step of like, this is great. I'm happy to be here. I'm a part of it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing my role. The pastor's playing his role. The congregation's playing the role. Like everybody's playing their role, and things are going very well. But I was having a conversation with this guy who is just just moved to town and is starting to work at the parish, and he just— continued to gush about how wonderful it is here. He's been here about a month. How wonderful it is. How wonderful the pastor is. How wonderful the community is. And I am happy for him. But a part of me is like you don't understand the struggle. Like you got to come in after everything is great. You, you got to come in after all the hard work. You got to come in when things were grand and <laughs> you just have no idea the hurt and the turmoil that we and the our parish community went through and i was slightly frustrated when you say slightly what do you mean um, you were really frustrated <laughs> i i was it's one of those you know those moments where you have to like focus on your facial expressions yeah cuz like just in my mind this is probably a 5 minute conversation and in my mind as he's sharing how excited he is to be here and this thing's great and the past was great and this person's great and this ministry's great I'm like everything he says, I'm like, smile. Brr, smile. Brr, yeah. <laughs> smile. But like I, I have to tell my face to keep smiling, right? And it's just kind of this mixed emotions of like it it was a it was a big moment for me of realizing again, just kind of how far we've come and how good it is to be here. Cause this person's just gushing about how good it is. And they're right. But yeah, the other part of me is just like, yeah, but. You didn't have to have the persistence that we talked about earlier. You just came in, everything yeah. was fine. It was frustrating. So maybe a little bit more than slightly. <laughs> so this is where this is where you and
1: I are so funny because because I'm with you. Like I I my parent my last parish um, was what I worked there for th- three years. It was uh, no on LinkedIn. Hell you still worked there. <laughs> <laughs> What's that
0: on LinkedIn? You still worked there. <laughs> yeah, uh, did I not update it? I think I
1: did. <laughs> I don't know. I looked like two weeks ago. <laughs> Okay, gosh, I hope I updated it on time. So, uh, like, I, I, you know, the pastor at the time, I lo- I'm good friends with them. I love him to death, but, like, leadership just not his strength. And, like, some of the parishioners, none of the main ones, the main parishioners are amazing. But, like, you've got those couple who just kind of made life a living hell. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, I endured and a couple of my staff members endured the whole thing. And then we get a new pastor in. Um, and then he just kind of has a no BS approach to all these haters. And now they're all gone. And I'm with you. I'm like... <laughs> dude like all these new what, people here are just like this, this place is, is heaven and i'm like well yeah you're welcome for, for all the <laughs> horribleness we had to deal with uh but then what what got me over it was i just had a conversation with someone and they were just like yeah how is it to go to mass without fearing death <laughs> and i was like okay good, good point he's like people had to go through that so you could go to mass on sunday and i was like okay fine okay, but i hear fine. you bro that's
0: pretty that's pretty wild. <laughs> I found it, John. And I was paying attention to you. I'll respond to that in a moment. It wasn't LinkedIn. It's your Facebook. On Facebook, St. Paul the Apostle Church in Gurney, Illinois. You've been working there since June 1st, 2015, and you presently work there. No way. Yeah, 100%. Dude, I haven't worked there in five years. Uh, No, John. Four. No, John. (laughs) (laughs) Facebook rules (laughs) Simple math, Johnson. Okay, I'll be updating that immediately after the show Good Uh, Whenever you log on to your Facebook for the first time in eight years You'll see that I've posted you in something once a month For the last eight Maybe you can share one of them (laughs) Update where you work and share our first episode together From around (laughs) the same time you left that parish (laughs) I will do
1: it I think that you I think it's fair though For you to hold the new employees To a ridiculously high standard what do you mean? You know what I mean? No, but I do like so so people because people toiled, whoever stuck around, and maybe no one stuck around, and that's fine too. You know, if the new pastor came in and he just kind of reset, that's fine too. But like people had to there's there's fertile fertile ground there now, right? You go through something horrible, that means if there's fertile ground there, there's 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 ministry to be done. And if you're gonna bring in someone and there's not a lot of suffering happening, then there's a lot of fruit that can happen. And so you should hold them to a high no, of course, God does all the work. But just hold them to a high standard of like, all right, well, then don't mess up, you know, make sure you're providing great faith encounters for families and new people and
0: that we're not, you know, letting people fall through the cracks. So that part of it, I think I can do pretty easily. I think I think I don't struggle with that part of it. I think ultimately the part that I struggle with uh, just personally, just me as a as an individual, it's the balance between gossip and sharing relevant truth. Right. Ooh. So like, I don't, I don't know what I should say to people. Like I had a similar conversation with my pastor when he got here, just like as a representative of the community, I needed, I needed him to know how hurt this parish was. Cause he didn't know. Yeah. And he, he kind of, he had said some things kind of saying that he didn't. And a couple of times as I spoke, he would stop me and say, okay, let's kind of pull back a little bit there. Right. Um, Similar thing when our associate pastors came in. Similar thing with these new people coming in. It's like, I'm not perfect. I've probably overshared at times with, you know, it's probably turned into gossip, right? But at the same time, people doing ministry should know the context in which they're doing ministry, right? The entire parish struggled and suffered yeah. for years. And that's a, still a huge part of our parish. We are not a healthy parish. We are still recovering, right? So, like, yeah. I it's, it's, it's one of those things. Like, so how would you balance that between, like, they need to know that bad things happened, but yeah, yeah. maybe I shouldn't be sharing all of the things yeah. that happened.
1: I feel like you're – it's a great question. I feel like you're uh, – You, someone like you who has been you know, Catholic for a long time and, and working in the church in a long time, you should know the difference between sharing what happened because you need to and gossip. And it, it sounds like you do. And then it's up to – but then it's up – and that should be shared. There should be – the history it, it, it has to be shared. With some people, maybe certainly the pastor and some new employees. And then it's up to the pastor and associate pastor and some of the employees to know who they can trust and who they can't. Because every parish, no matter how healthy they are or unhealthy they are, has people going to the new people saying, here's what you need to know. And some of it's BS and and just full full self-serving and like their version. And some of it's absolute truth that they need to know so that they know not to make the same mistakes, so that they know, know who and who cannot be trusted. Uh, so I feel like there's, there's definitely room to share and then, you know, the line of gossip or not, but then I think there's a huge onus on the, the, the parish the staff and the, and the pastor to be like, okay, I can trust this person. Like for me, bro, when I worked in the church and someone came to me and they just whined the entire time, like I wasn't going to trust that. I'd meet with them again because you want to love people and be pastoral, but I would be like, okay, well that's little Susie and Susie's Susie's going to come in here and say, father was a minute late to mass every week. Uh, but
0: uh, if, ma'am, if it, Mass didn't start till he started. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and that's and, and by the way, little Bobby. Sometimes you've got little bobbies and little Susies, you know, all over the place. But then, but then, you there's people you know for sure that you can try. You just know. Oh man, this person like they're they're trying. They're not they're not perfect. They're not gossipy about this, but they're worried and they care about the parish. You can tell. Yeah, You're- a lot of people don't have that skill though, and then it just then then that and that's how unhealthy people
0: get control of parishes. You man. You are giving me more things. Like, you're bringing up more things that I wrestle with than I even planned first to talk about, (laughs) which is good. Because one of the things that I wrestle with is, like, I know that that is the perception, right? The perception of, like, people wanting power and to get the ear of the pastor or whatever, that I think I often don't go to them enough because I don't want to be that annoying person that's just trying to get their ear, right? So essentially what I've done is... I'll reach out to them every few months, be like, "Hey, you want to grab lunch or coffee or whatever?" Right? I'll I'll go hang out with them at at the football game. So it's like it's one of those things where it's like I like them and I want to be their friends, but I don't want to be seen by them or by anybody else. It's like the person chasing clout or whatever. So essentially, like what I've done is like, yeah, I'm on the pastoral council. Like that's a pretty cool, pretty cool thing. But even on pastoral council, I have like I've just kind of carved out my little niche of like. I'm the foundations guy. I'm going to do this thing. And, like, we don't even meet at the church. We meet at somebody else's house. I'm just kind of, like, essentially how I've approached it with the with the priest is just like, what do you need me to do? I found out what they needed, where the hole was. I am filling that hole of foundations, of teaching the faith, this 10-week course that we're just going to keep doing over and over and over again. Uh, and I'm just like, look, I know y'all are busy. My gift to you is that you will not be bothered by me. But then... I feel kind of sad because I feel like I'm not building a relationship with them because I don't want to overbuild a relationship and seem like I'm trying to gain clout. I'm trying to yeah. find the balance, John. I can't do it in any of these scenarios.
1: <laughs> you, uh, you, I think you're not giving yourself enough credit. You, you know, I think you have a good read of people, and so like you know whether or not he thinks you're that person. Like, I, like I, I would have a similar fear if I didn't know that my pastor at this parish loves me. Now that's a little different because I worked with him for three months, um, and so I, like, we, ha- we've had hours-long conversation multiple times. Uh, but you you know what I mean? Like you can tell when someone thinks you're weird.
0: I think so. I think I can. I think you can too. And so if he
1: doesn't and you don't get that vibe, then he probably trusts you and you're good to go.
0: Okay. (laughs) You make me feel better about my decisions, Jonathan.
1: You should. It it sounds like you're doing good stuff, bro. Like you're, you're a little more involved. Like I, I'm I'm in the men of St. James right now. I'm trying to help them out as much as I can, but I, uh, I'm really just trying to focus on my wife and kids and like, as a, a our domestic church just i just want to go to mass as often as i can certainly on sunday of course but then as often as i can throughout the week pray with my kids and like you know what i mean like i'm not ready yet to do the foundations course i know that i probably should soon but i ain't there yet
0: <laughs> what a backhanded compliment you're like you're serving your parish but i love my wife and kids so. no <laughs> i'm
1: saying you're at, you're at a healthier it sounds like you're at a healthier point at your parish where you're willing able to do that and i'm just like I'm on the men's committee. I'll run a social event every quarter.
0: Yeah, but it took it, t- it took me a while though. We're I think we're on similar because we had dealt with some similar things uh, just on different timelines, right? Like I, you, you, the the yes, I am in a good place now. But I completely left my parish for two and a half years and you never did that. So, you know, we both have our we both have our uh, positive qualities yeah. and our and our drawbacks. So anyway, anybody that has been listening and watching this long knows that we both have our positive qualities and our drawbacks. Uh, John is going to continue streaming on twitch.tv slash beardedplevins. Uh, just not 120 hours in a row because nope. uh, uh, someone in his life finally got his ear and, and showed him the truth and didn't gossip, but was able to guide him to uh, realize that that was a stupid decision. I don't know who that person was, but... Uh... Uh, her name is Jody Blavitts. <laughs> <Yeah! laughs> hey, me and Jody agreeing on something. You should tell her that, because I don't think she likes I will. me. Uh, we agree on this for sure. We can become best friends over this moment right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, check check out the stream. Uh, check out his fa- his Facebook where he does, still works at a parish Gosh, from three jobs ago. That ASAP. And uh, you know, hang, hang out with us on on the our YouTube channel. We just started a, a, a whole bunch of new series. The foundation course is on there. We've got a whole bunch of stuff going on, so check it out. I am Taylor Stroll, that is Jonathan Lenay bearded Blevins. I'll be back next week. He'll be back next month unless he cancels on me because he wants to stream for hundred and twenty hours in a row again. Bye! See ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching and listening today. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe wherever you are watching or listening. One of our other things that we are doing every single week on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Catholic, is our foundation series. This is our 10-week teaching series on the 10 basic Uh, topics within Catholicism that every Catholic needs to know. Myself, uh, one of my friends who has a master's degree in theology, and a couple of other guests are sharing with um, a group at our parish about, um, you know, the, the liturgy, the Eucharist, the sacraments, um, salvation history, the, Christ, the moral life. All of these types of topics we are covering every single week. And that is exclusively on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Catholic And if you can find the Foundations playlist there, check it out. We will see you guys very, very soon. Love you.